Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is the VEASAN Best Bets NBA Playoff Special, colon, a Hardwood Handicappers presentation. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin alongside, and we have NBA Playoff action on the horizon. The grind is over. The postseason is here. Let's go. I am so excited. How you feeling, buddy? I am ready to go, man. Masters weekend over. Time to focus on the NBA. Play-in games tomorrow night and Wednesday night. And we've got series prices and props to talk about. Love the NBA playoffs. Love it's finally here. We don't got to talk about stupid uh, decisions made down the stretch of the regular season like that anymore. Everybody's playing. Should be playing. Every game they're not injured. No more resting. Let's go, JVT. We also don't have to talk about MVP anymore, which is something that I would uh, I, I very much enjoy. For yeah, those you're who don't real know. happy about. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done. I actually got a message the other day. It was like, you guys talk about MVP too much. And I was like, you're telling me. You're telling me. All right, so we start in the Western Conference with the play-in, and we start with some breaking news, yeah. which is uh, going to affect the race for the seventh seed in the Western Conference as the Los Angeles Lakers are going to play host to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They will do so, though, against a shorthanded Minnesota Timberwolves squad. We get news just minutes before we come on the air here that Rudy Gobert has indeed been suspended for a single game that of course being this play-in game against the Los Angeles Lakers Kelly so the result as we saw this spot open up six most I'll say consensus opener was six and a half for this game Uh, but right now we are now up to in this contest Lakers as a seven and a half point favorite with a total of 231 and a half 232 and a half but this is obviously pretty big news Gobert not being on the floor it does affect things but you and I were discussing this This is not the only absence for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I would argue the bigger absence is that of Jaden McDaniels, Mm -hmm. who fractured his hand, punching a wall at halftime yesterday and is is likely we haven't seen an official injury report. I'd say very likely going to miss this game. Oh, he's done. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's done. Um, This is I agree with you. As soon as I saw that happen. And I mean, this Timberwolves team just frankly start to unravel at a uh Fair to say a very odd time. I, I guess if, if there's been problems within that team, yep. we haven't really heard about it, right? So this is kind of all uh, all uh, came to a head yesterday in that final game of the regular season. I saw, After seeing all that yesterday, JVT, and even just running my numbers, I had Lakers probably as five, you know, probably in that six-point range anyways as favorites heading into this game. But you tack on that injury. That's a significant injury, and especially in this matchup, right, where he's yep. the guy that you would put on LeBron the, mo- the most often. So that is a massive loss. And then the breaking news that, that we're just getting here this afternoon, Rudy Gobert not going to travel with the team. That's another factor, which I think if you were watching that incident last night, you kind of had to think there was a chance of that happening. 
I don't, I don't know how much I believed in it, but it was enough for me to make a pretty big bet on Lakers minus six last night. I don't know how you feel. I think seven and a half is still bettable. I, I think this, is, we're get, this could be a Lakers runaway game. So, and, and, you know, if you go by the market standards, it actually might be. So let's go back to, because these two teams plays, for those who don't remember, these two teams had a very big game on March 31st. That's essentially why this game is in Los Angeles and not in Minnesota. Lakers won that game 123 to 111. Market actually closed with the Lakers as a two and a half point favorite on the road. So you know how I like to do these mm-hmm. uh, exercises, Kelly. Yep. That translates to an eight and a half point spread back in Los Angeles. And that was a game that included Jaden McDaniels and Rudy Gobert. So what I was surprised by was the market opening up where it was at six and a half here for this game, considering the market had a ton of respect for the Lakers in that game in Minnesota just over 10 days ago. Now, in that game, for those who don't remember, the Timberwolves were dealing with, it sounded like some sort of flu and or bug. Players were vomiting reportedly. It was passing through the locker room. So maybe that accounts for a little bit of an inflated number for the Lakers in that spot on the road. But still, I think you could have made the argument before all of this news that six and a half was a cheap number for the Los Angeles Lakers, just given where the market was at only 10 days ago. Yeah, completely agree. Um, And look, this is where I think our series handicapping, we're going to get to the series later in the show here. The series handicapping in games like this, the playing game handicapping is different. We do a little bit more, at least I do personally, of what I would look at on a regular night of of NBA action handicapping when I look at these games. So, yeah, talking about what, what are those point spreads in the past, and then just looking at our numbers like we always do, right? So I'm over at Cleaning the Glass. Since the All-Star break, L.A. Lakers, 16-7, and seven, fourth in the league in that time in net rating, second on the offensive side or defensive side of the ball. Minnesota, 11-10, and 10, nothing bad there, but plus .6 net rating during that time. Lakers have been a much better team here of recent and down the stretch. Injuries, you've got problems going on within the team. Rudy Gobert, going to miss this game. I, JVT, if you got anything else to add here, go ahead. But Lakers, I like this tomorrow night. I'm not going to be as bullish on some of these other play-in games, but I really like them. If you could find seven, seven and a half out there still, I think it's a good bet. LeBron, AD, they know they're, they're, the shot clock is running on their careers. Time to go out there and get get a win here early and get into that seventh seed. I, I would say that I guess it is people would watch what happened against the Pelicans yesterday and go, well, hold on. Rudy Gobert, he didn't play the second half. They came back. They actually won that game. And Carl Anthony Towns playing the five is actually something that these teams, that Minnesota has done. Mm-hmm. And if you run the numbers, you're right. How about this? With Carl Anthony Towns at center, um, and you look at a, a plus 19.2 net rating in non-garbage time. And that filters out D'Angelo Russell minutes, too, because Russell's no longer right. on the team. So it's a plus 19.2 net rating this year with Carl Anthony Towns on the floor at center. However, filter out Jaden McDaniels, who's not going to play. Yeah. That net rating goes from a plus 19.2 to a minus 5.2. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry, no matter what you tell me, McDaniels and Gobert out of this game, that right. defense takes a major hit. Yep, absolutely. So, and look, with Carl Anthony Towns at center, they were going to be a worse defensive team, but he provides so much offensively. That's where you make up that gap. That's why you have such a good net rating. But without your primary LeBron defender, and again, is he stopping LeBron? No, but that means you have to think about the triple uh, the trickle-down effect. Mm-hmm. It is Kyle Anderson, who is now going to get a vast majority of those minutes defending LeBron, and then who comes after Kyle Anderson? That's the real question. Right. That's yeah. where you really miss McDaniels. It's You could throw McDaniels at him for a vast majority of the time, then throw Anderson in there in some bench minutes, but that's your rotation. Now it's Anderson and whoever else you can get, Torian Prince on LeBron James. He's going to have to play like, some. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to have to. That's a big problem there. So 
I think ultimately you and I were on the same side here. Uh, you laid under seven. I laid seven here with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Again, this one now is up to seven and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if this gets to eight by the time we get to tip off. The other move, Kelly, that is worth discussing, and this is because of the absence of Gobert and the way the market has kind of handled this, the total opened up 227 and a half. Right now on the screen, we're looking at a total right now, 231 and a half. I think that makes a lot of sense. Gobert defensively, obviously, not going to be there. Takes a big hit. And how about some of these numbers for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves without Rudy Gobert on the floor in terms of rip and running and transition? Minnesota without Rudy Gobert on the floor, their uh, transition, we'll call it frequency, mm-hmm. or the, the uh, possessions, the percentage of possessions that start with the transition play, go from 25% to 30%. It's a pretty big jump. Yeah. They run more, and they get more efficient. So all of this put together makes a ton of sense that the market would go up here in terms of this total now it's a 231.5. Is it enough, though? I don't think yeah. it's enough. I, I, this would well, still be an over or pass for well, me. Well, how about this? This is the other one. Anthony, uh, Anthony Davis was awesome in the Minnesota game. He, I think he had ended up with 37 in that game, somewhere in that. Um, his numbers are going to be great. Yeah. Because now it's Carl Anthony Towns as his primary yep. defender. And Anthony Davis already ate Rudy Gobert alive in that game, and especially in the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis, points, rebounds, all that, that's going to be something to look at. I think that's one. The other one I added, I was thinking about that because that that number might be very high, might be tough to go over, but I think LeBron rebounds and assists is another one yep. to look at as well. All right, Oklahoma City at New Orleans. This is the big one, of course. We all are excited for this one. Yeah, the 9-10 matchup in the Western Conference play. And the uh, opening number in this, New Orleans is a four-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 232. And pretty much where we sit right now, uh, New Orleans up to five. The total has come down, though, 228-and-a-half. So that's been the big change. These games have been very low-scoring and tighter games. And for those who are curious, the Pelicans in this series, three-and-one straight up, two-and-two against the spread. But the average margin of victory for New Orleans, just 3.3 points per game, Kelly. One of those went to overtime and only a plus 0.3 net rating in non-garbage time in this four-game set against Oklahoma City. It's been tight as tight can be. Yeah, yeah, it really has. I For me, uh, no play here. Uh, we I do have a Thunder to make the playoffs ticket, so I'm kind of just riding that. Thunder participate in the play, and I think they're participating, baby. You cast, baby. <laughs> you cast. You cast. Smarter bet than I made. Uh, but uh, I've got the bet for them to make the playoffs, so I'll kind of just be riding that. I give a slight... I, I do still give a slight edge at this number to New Orleans, yeah. mainly just off of what we've seen recent, really recently out of these two teams. Um, so still slight edge there, lean that way. If I had to bet, it would be laying the points with New Orleans. But just because of that ticket that I have, I think I'll just be I'll just be riding this one out, see what I can get done with the Thunder. I, I think when you're looking at this, there's a couple of factors that you have to consider as you go into this. The biggest one is Brandon Ingram actually only played in one of the four games in this regular season series. That's huge. That, yep. and, and so that's a very big exercise for all of these games. You want to go back. You want to look at who played and why. You don't want to just look at the record on its surface. And that's a really big deal because New Orleans is already 3-1 and one, in which they only had their best player for one game. Or I'd say their best player. Zion Williamson's their best player. But regardless. Yeah. And the thing with Ingram, he is playing great basketball. How about some of these numbers for Brandon Ingram since February 1st? 27.6 points, 6.4 assists, 5.7 rebounds on 51% shooting from the floor and 39% shooting from three-point range. He's been incredible, and his presence completely alters what you're going to do for a defensive game plan if you're Oklahoma City. Does Dort get him? Does Giddy get him? If Dort's on him, then who gets C.J. McCollum? Brandon Ingram's presence here changes a lot from what we saw in the first four games of this regular I, season series. I think I think Ingram has to be the priority defensively, yeah. right? And McCollum, a little bit of a down season from him. I think that you you can pass that around in different different ways. Ingram's got to be the guy you focus in on, key in on here as a defense from Oklahoma City. Uh, this is, I think this is going to be a really great game because I it's actually be awesome. Yeah, I think these are two teams that are 
They've been coming on the past few months of the season. We really saw what the Thunder did for a stretch there for a while. The Pelicans have been great the past couple weeks. Um, I think this is a great game. And that, again, this kind of goes further to my my Lakers bet because I think whoever loses that game, this is not an easy, whoever whoever wins this one, you're not getting an easy matchup, whoever loses uh, between the Timberwolves and the Lakers. We're still waiting for a lot of player props to be posted, but something to look out for. Brandon Ingram assists. I mentioned the 6.4 since the start of February. How about 8.4 average over his last 12 games? 37.1% assist rate. And the Thunder, notoriously bad off-ball defense. You can see a little bit of it in their defensive assist rate for opponents. All right, we're off and rolling here, man. The NBA postseason has arrived. This is the VEASAN Best Bets NBA Playoff Special. When we come back, the Eastern Conference play-in. Can the Atlanta Hawks actually get over the mountain that has been the Miami Heat over the last two years? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is VEASAN's Best Bets NBA Playoff Special. There's a lot to bet on in the next 30 days, and for a limited time, you can subscribe to VSIN for only nine bucks and 99 cents. It gets you insight in daily baseball best bets. What a grind the baseball season has already become. NBA and NHL playoffs, the Kentucky Derby, and the upcoming NFL draft. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Also, a top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN dot com slash subscribe all right western conference play-ins are in the books let's go to the eastern conference the 8-7 matchup which uh, is going to be pretty fascinating yep. miami heat take on the atlanta hawks opening line here had the heat as a five and a half point favorite with a total of 228 market has responded a little bit uh, we are down to five and in some spots four and a half those are starting to really proliferate the market kelly with a total of 226 and a half so this is the question once again is this is just all I put in my rundown? I don't have any other notes. No, I do. Is <laughs> is the betting market overvaluing Miami once again? Yeah. They yeah. Are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I was really surprised by the opener of five and a half. Um, I was too. I will put it this way. I think the market's off a bit. Have I bet the Hawks though? No, I haven't. Join the party, baby. I haven't. Yeah, I know you. You you did bet them, correct? Yeah, you bet them. Yes, I did. I took five. Okay, you took five. Yeah, I. I that would it, it would be Hawks or pass for me here. I might look to get involved live. Like this is one. This is one of those where I don't trust the Heat's offense at all. So if this team start uh, comes out firing here, making some shots early, I will be in on the Hawks live. Uh, but you and I, as we've discussed on Hardwood Handicappers, basically all season long, because we had. Hawks division tickets. Thanks, Atlanta, for getting that done. That's cool. Um, but uh, 
you know, as the, we discussed, they were 500, and like the definition the, of 500 team. The Heat were literally all season just going, take the division, <laughs> and the Hawks it. just refused to do it. The Hawks <laughs> just refused to do it. Um, so for this, and I will say, I would understand anybody who wants to bet Miami here. Let's go back to the start of last season. If you go back to the start of last season and include last season's playoffs, Miami is 10 and three straight up eight, four and one against the spread against Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you totally understand why anybody wouldn't want to come in because since the beginning of last year, Miami has pretty much owned this season series. And when you look at Trey young and his performance in these games, how about last year in the playoffs, 15.4 points on 31.9% shooting from the floor. It was brutal. It was really bad watching that series in terms of that slog that he had to go through. The difference is and has to be DeJounte Murray because DeJounte Murray was not part of that playoff series last year, obviously not part of the playoff series this year. And I just go back to Kelly at the beginning of March, these two teams played a two game set in Miami Mm -hmm. with a day off in between Miami closed minus three and minus two and a half. They won both failed to cover one. For those who don't remember, you might DeJounte Murray hit a meaningless three at the end to get it to, I think within (laughs) one, I think it was a two. So they covered that number. But I just, I, you know, I do this all the time when it comes to some of these numbers, which is the market a month ago yeah. said that these two teams were essentially equals with each other on a neutral. Now, because this is a play-in game, like what's changed? Because you go back over the last month. Okay, since those two games, Kelly, Miami, 9-7 straight up, 7-9 against the spread, a plus 1.3 net rating in non-garage time. Atlanta, 9-8 and eight straight up, 7-9-1 against the spread, and a plus 1.4 net rating in non-garbage time. They've been carbon copies of one another when the market said that they were only essentially equals, yeah. a one-point difference on a neutral, and here we are, market opens up five and a half. Yeah, no, I, I am I am okay with, I, like you said, I, I uh, would lean towards your bet in this matchup, completely okay anybody with anybody deciding to bet the Miami side here. How I had this really rated out of Miami maybe a small, like maybe a small favorite here on a, uh, on a neutral, maybe a point to them. So then you add in home court, it's four. Yeah, maybe I, I will give them a little extra for, do I think there's a coaching advantage here and stuff like that? Yeah. Does that really factor in the point spread? Not really, but maybe a point. Yeah. So then we're talking about right in the range where it's at. So for me, it's a, this is a pretty easy one for me to pass on. Um, I, I think the point spreads about right again, though, if I see them get off to a fast start, uh, offensively, yeah. and I can get in on Atlanta with a better number than this. This is definitely a live spot I've got, sir. The other angle here that you, that is re- very much worth tracking, it's been kind of odd for Miami. And over their last six games, their defense has been better. they got a defensive rating of 112 per 100 possessions uh, over their last 12 games. But if you go the larger sample size, Kelly, since February 13th, Miami's actually 21st in non-garbage time defensive efficiency. Their defensive mm-hmm. rating is 118.6. And this has been, look, Miami, I think, is one of the hardest teams to get a read on when it comes to data and statistics Yeah, because their lineups change so frequently. They've kind of been in and out. They've changed personnel a little bit. Kevin Love has played a little bit more of a bigger role for them since he got acquired. So there is some noise there. But overall, it is interesting to watch how this defense has kind of been it's operating been, below average. It's been on the decline all season. For, right, right. Oh, and, and, to, and to add to that, their offense has never caught up. Right. So their offense has been pretty subpar but their defense has started to decline a little bit. And it goes back to just kind of full circle where we started this conversation. Miami is the worst ATS team in the NBA for a reason. The market consistently overvalued them all season long. They are 30, 50, and two against the number Mm -hmm. this season. And I just don't understand because, you know, you kind of lick your finger, test the wind on what people think about Miami. And you keep hearing dangerous team, watch out, going to roll the Hawks. And I, like, I don't know what you've seen from the 82 games that led you to believe that this is still the team from last year that made it to within essentially a shot 
of the NBA Finals. Completely agree. I mean, I mean, you know me. I had a big ticket on them two years ago. Uh, Atlanta had a ticket on in this division because I kind of saw that, thought those wins were kind of changing last year in this division. Um, and this year, I, I I thought it was Atlanta's to win. They didn't end, you know, as we've, as we've already hit on, they didn't right. take care of business. I think the one thing, I'll, the other thing I'll give to Miami here is they are about as healthy as they've been all season long, kind of yeah. going in the playoffs here. I do. This is a team I do respect that they know how to manage that stuff well. When you know the playing time, rest players, and all that, I think Jimmy Butler will be a bit of a tough matchup for uh, for Atlanta, especially with just. I mean, when I say a tough matchup on Jimmy Butler, it's how do you prevent him from getting the free throw line, right? right? It's I, if you want to make him take jumpers all day long, I'd rather live with that. You can't have him shooting seventeen free throws though in this game, and that's what he's been doing, and that's basically been Miami's entire offense all season long. So how do you shut that down needs to be number one priority for Atlanta. A, a uh, player prop angle here. Cause I've got a couple for each of these games. Uh, Trey young assists. If you look at this season, he's averaged 19.8 points only on 35.6% shooting from the floor, but Miami has made it a point to get the ball out of his hands. He's averaged 9.8 assists per game against Miami this season. Yep. Love so that. if you're getting, the, if he's getting the ball out of his hands, cause he's getting doubles, getting bodies thrown at him. Well, that would mean guys like DeJounte Murray have a little bit more success, but the assist rate goes up. Be interesting to see what the assist market is like for him. Once these start to get hung with some regularity. All right. Next Eastern conference play in matchup, the nine, 10, of course, Chicago bulls taking on the Toronto Raptors Raptors at home here. Raptors open up a four and a half point favor with a total of two seventeen. We're up to five right now. I think that makes sense. The real move has been on the total down all the way to two fourteen and a half which I think makes a ton of sense for both of these teams. Toronto specifically, I think their switch them all style, essentially, outside mm-hmm. of Pearl, is really going to work well in this matchup, and it did. Look, they have played three games only, and two of them took place in November. But if you look at the offensive rating for Chicago in those three games, a 108.4, that switching bothers them. That length is going to bother them. And you have that revamped defensive backcourt of Patrick Beverly and Alex Caruso. This seems like it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest here. Yeah, completely agree. This is, uh, I think that number is pretty spot on for the total. That was the first thing that I went to look at uh, right away. At 214, I think it's I think it's really hard to, to, to say go under that. But, man, I would still be under a pass for me there. Um and as far, from, as far from a side perspective, it's Toronto or pass for me here. But, man, I'm not, I don't really have a strong conviction on this game, too. I think this is a Toronto team that's looked very up and down basically throughout the entirety of the season. And in Chicago, you could put both, uh, say the same thing about the Both teams actually, you know, what, in the past month or so, been playing better ball than yep. they've played most of the season, uh, season along. But um, I think there's players that you would say you trust. You trust the output from a DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine maybe a little bit more than what you're getting on the Raptors side, but I think the Raptors have more, you know, the more the slashers and more creative ways, I think, to score. And, like, again, we're already talking about the defenses and what they can do. It would be Raptors or pass for me here, but, man, this is a game. These Eastern Conference play-in games, I think they're both, I think they're lined pretty correctly. Both of them, I don't have much interest in betting. And, and and frankly, JVT, I think that whoever wins these and, and captures these final two spots, I they, they're they're you know it's being the what is it the lamb Lambs to the slaughter lamb to the yeah. slaughterhouse with the uh, with the Bucks and Celtics. So two numbers for you here on this matchup. The last two. First off, over their last fourteen games, the Toronto Raptors nine and five straight up, 
fourth best offensive rating in non-garbage time at 121 and the third best net rating in that span too yep. at a plus 7.9. And the newly revamped backcourt, Alex Caruso, Patrick Beverly, Chicago Bulls have outscored opponents by 8.8 points per 100 possessions with those two on the floor together, a 105.8 defensive rating. So those two things are kind of going to head here. But I would say that when you're looking at which one would come out on top, I think it's, to your point, the ability of Toronto. They get a little bit deeper, adding Pirtle into the starting lineup. Now you have guys like Gary Trent Jr. coming off of the bench and help you out. Same thing with Preston Chachua. They're a little bit deeper. I think that Toronto's going to move on here. Didn't have a bet, but definitely going to watch and see what happens. See some in-game opportunities. Maybe if it's a hot start, bet the in-game under. But didn't have a pre-flop conversion. Yep, I like that. that. It's going to be – look, these are all going to be great matchups, man. But let's move on. It is the meat of it. The mm-hmm. playoff series, we have at least four of them. They are set in both the Eastern and Western Conference. We'll dive into that. And let's start in the Western Conference where, oh, my goodness, the disrespect for the Sacramento Kings, it's wild in the betting market. <laughs> this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is VEASAN's Best Bets NBA Playoff Special. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game in the NBA postseason? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. You can check out not just today's games, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way VEASAN's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check them out today. Betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Kelly Bidlin, Jonathan Von Tobel. With you here on a VEASAN Best Bets NBA Playoff Special. Semicolon presented by Hardwood Handicappers. All right. <laughs> We're here. That's why I, I, I try to get it approved, right? I think yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It rolls right off the tongue. It rolls right off the tongue. It's really short, simple, easy for people to remember. Yep. The Sacramento Kings, the three seed, taking on the Golden State Warriors, the six seed. Opening series price, Golden State minus 290. Say what? You're no way. Sacramento plus 225. So I, I simply wrote this too in my notes. Is the betting market too high here on Golden State, a team that, for those who do not remember, became the 19th team to lose 30 or more road games and make the playoffs. And of those previous 18, 17 were eliminated in the first round. The only outlier, the 84 Suns, who made it to the conference finals. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. I I will say, focusing in on the Warriors real quick, this team, whether right or wrong, I I fully believe that this team has the attitude and has had the attitude all year long in their minds, they think they can flip a switch and they're going to be fine. And I don't think, I, I personally, I haven't worried about the road record issues as much all regular seasons. I think a lot of people have just because, yeah, sure, it might have been a thing in the regular season. I don't think we're going to see it be as big of a thing here. And then uh, I guess if we're especially talking this short travel, um, 
look, the Warriors are going to benefit from this setup uh, more than the Kings are, obviously, because I think the Warriors' home court presence, at least from fans-wise, is going to be more than what you're seeing from the Kings. Um, this is a, I, I bet here, JVT, I, this is a series price we kicked around a lot on the numbers game last week while you were on the air with us. Uh, we kicked this around to probably four different NBA betters, and we asked projected, give us a projected line on this. Was I on the low end? Nobody said higher than Warriors minus one eighty five. I think is was right. the highest we got. So I had minus one twenty. Yeah, I think I was like minus one fifty. So sorry. Yes, this is a bet on for the Kings for me. What I did though is I did take this plus one and a half games. Yeah. Um, I think I got about plus one thirty on it. This stuff will be continue to change. I like that bet though here. Plus one, plus one and a half games at plus money on this. Do I really think the Kings are going to win the series? Man, I think I think they match up pretty well against the Warriors. I think they got a shot here, but I, yeah, I think the I, Warriors, especially if Andrew Wiggins gets back into the fold here, that's going to be a big a big if though. If and when he gets back in the fold for the Golden State Warriors, um, I think they probably win the series. But I love that plus one and a half games bet at plus money. I, lo- I really like that. I would say that the probability of the the Kings winning this series is higher than the market is giving yes. them credit for. So. Yeah. I think there is then thus inherent value in betting the Kings to win this series. Now, you don't have to go out and bet that right away. You can go different ways. Like you said, it's betting them plus one and a half games, plus two and a half games, which you're getting a pretty nice discount on over in terms of the series total games, which is five and a half yep. at the minus 165 is another way to attack this. And and I am not of the thought process either. I still think there are some things to this road issue for the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Well, I mean, because at what point do you take a 41-game sample size and make something of it, right? Yeah, no, I hear you. Because you can't make nothing out of it, but I also don't want to make something out of it too big. So there's there's just there's something there. Yeah, what, what, well, I, what I will say is you are absolutely right for whatever reason in my own head. Yeah. I have not been able to get to, oh, this is a huge deal as easily as other people Right, and, and this is, as somebody who has a series ticket price on, or excuse me, a, uh, a Western Conference future on the Golden State Warriors, I think at a really nice price, yep. too. I, I do believe that this team is perfectly capable of winning this series, but the degree to which the market has almost erased a 41-game sample size of road struggles in a series in which they're going to have to win at the very least one game on the road, yep. that is something that I think is is... I think mispriced in this market. Let's also not forget the Golden State Warriors in this series. Yes, they went three and one against the Sacramento Kings this year. One of those was the what the third to last game, second to last game where Sacramento had nothing to play for and they didn't play anybody. The others were at home, two of them. Those were single possession games, Kelly, that they did not cover. They were one and three against the spread. So Sacramento pushed them at home, one of their strongest venues, right? Their strongest venue. They're one of the strongest home courts out there, and they struggled to win on the road. I just don't know if the market has accurately priced how good the Sacramento offense is. Because remember, part of the issues for the Warriors on the road, it's not just going and showing up and failing to win. They had the third worst road defensive rating in non-garbage time this season. Only the Rockets and the Spurs were worse than them. That's an issue. (laughs) Yeah, I think, look, that's where I'm I'm harping on the Wiggins thing so much because it's the – how do you slow down the guard, the guards, which are really guards and wing players, I guess you would call them for Sacramento, yep. that are really going to output a lot of your offensive production? Do, do I think that they have the capability of slowing down Sabonis a bit? Yeah, I think they maybe do, but I, it's the, the Aaron Fox matchups. It's the Kevin Herter matchups. It's how are you going to be able to throw all these bodies at these guys? I think it requires a lot of... Uh, a lot from Gary Payton, a lot from Clay Thompson to step up and play the defense that he has played pe- in the past in his career. 
but that's asking a lot for everything that he's been through. I think this is, I, I was really shocked to see this price on this series because I do think it's a lot closer than what we're, what we're seeing with those odds. As we move on, the other thing that I was shocked about, and I don't know about you, I think we texted, so I have an idea. The Los Angeles Clippers taking on the Phoenix Suns in the 4-5 yeah. matchup. The, the betting market has decided that this thing is uh, pretty much a, a cinch when you're looking at the way this thing opened up. Minus 600 for the series in favor of the Phoenix Suns over the Los Angeles Clippers. You want to lay one and a half games, you're laying a two bucks. You want to lay two and a half games at plus 105. Total in the series, how about that five and a half, essentially a pick mm-hmm. when you're looking at that. I, I'm I'm pretty astonished. And look, Kevin Durant with Devin Booker on the floor. The Phoenix Suns have a plus 18.4 net rating. They have an offensive rating of 124.7. There are amazing statistical returns for the Phoenix Suns. However, they have really not played anybody. And I think it does very much spit in the face of a Clippers team that does have some strengths that can work for them in this series. Yeah, no, completely agree. I, w- I was just distracted by these prices. This is going to go back to... Um, a pro tip we'll continue to use over and over again when we talk about NBA series price betting. It's shop around the markets within the own sports book because right. the one I had circled the bet here in this series, JVT, was that Clippers plus two and a half. But if you're going to go and do that, you might as well just play the over on the total. Minus one fifteen. Right? Yep. Yeah, you're getting a better, you're getting better bang for your buck there. You see that plus two and a half, minus one thirty, over five and a half at minus one fifteen. Better to play that. So maybe that's what I end up on here. Do I think the Suns win this series? Yes, I think the Suns win this series. Do I think this is also mispriced, though? Yes, I do. I, I think this should be a lot tighter. Um, you know, Gil kind of pressed me on this on a numbers game earlier today. I do think that the the Warriors, the Warriors Clippers line is, or the uh, Warriors uh, Warriors and uh, Kings, Kings line is more egregious. I think this one is not as bad of what the true odds I would make it be, but still the separation here is too much. I think there is value on the Clippers side. And and when we talk about some of these matchups too, there is, when you look at the, excuse me, the Clippers roster, mm-hmm. right? The Clippers are a roster that is littered with a bunch of big bodied wings. Yeah. It does not include Paul George, by the way, who we know is not going to be ready for the start of this series. What we don't know is what the start of the series means. Is it just game one? Is it game two? Is it game three, you know, games one through four, whatever yeah. it's going to be. But the Clippers are a team that like to switch a bunch on defense, and that negates a lot of what the Phoenix Suns are going to want to do. And they're also going to be comfortable matching up one-on-one with Devin Booker, with Kevin Durant. And while that may allow them to get theirs, they're also going to be comfortable in saying, okay, well, guess who's not going to get theirs? Chris Paul, Josh Okogie, right? All the Landry Shaman, all these other pieces that are on this team. And they also, one of the big things that has bothered the Clippers in past matchups of the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton. He would just leap over smaller guys because they would play these small ball lineups, get offensive rebounds, work the glass, do things really well down low. They have two bigs to go at him now, and Avicii Zubac and Mason Plumlee. Like, again, I think to your overall point, if you twist my arm, who wins this series? I would say the Suns. But the probability which the market is giving the Clippers, I think, is higher. And to say, again, like, we're essentially talking about this being almost like a 2-7 match. Yep. In terms of the way the market, this, the way this uh, market is being priced. Okay, so these are the things the Clippers have going for. I think that you do have, like you just pointed out, the bigs to throw out, throw at Aiton that you maybe haven't had in the past. And Aiton, I think is is maybe constantly just overrated. I think Zubats is going to be able to handle him a little bit better than most people would think. Uh, you have the guys that can actually match up on Booker and Durant, and Booker and Durant—they're two of the best wing players in the NBA. Of course, they're going to get theirs still, but. 
when we go to then we started to talk about depth. I don't care if Paul George is there or not. The Clippers still have better depth than this Phoenix Suns team does, especially from a scoring standpoint, right? So it doesn't are they going to need Kawhi to show up pretty much every night? Of course they're going to need Kawhi to show up every night. But when you have Bones Highland, Norman Powell, all these guys that you can mix in and look for to get buckets, this team has the scores that you can turn to when things start to bog down, which I'm sorry we've seen with this Clippers team this year. Things start to bog down from an offensive output standpoint. You can start to go to those other guys, though, and I think this is where another one is just a lot closer than what these odds, what the what the sports books telling us. Yep, absolutely agree. All right, when we come back, we get to the Eastern Conference and the two series that are set. Philadelphia will take on Brooklyn. And I think a fascinating series between Cleveland and New York uh, that the masses, again, even though the market is moving in one direction, I mean, it seems that this is a cinch for Cleveland, but is it really? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is VEASAN's Best Bets NBA Playoff Special. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Short picks by sport, matchup, and event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We continue to roll on here as part of our Best Bets NBA Playoff Special. Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin here with you as we are in the Eastern Conference. We don't spend a lot of time on this. It's a massive series price, but still <laughs> worth previewing. The Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Brooklyn Nets. I actually think there's a lot of – so I'm in the process of rewatching some of these games now. Yeah. The current iterations of these rosters, there's only one really game. There's only one game to watch. But there are some intricate matchups for this series overall, Kelly. So we'll just start with this. What is the case to be made here for Brooklyn and the way you make it is not betting them to win it outright, but as we talked about some of these other series, over games in terms of the series, plus two and a half, plus one and a half. Is there any angle there that you would look at for the Brooklyn Nets here in this series? Yeah, I think there is, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the with any futures bets you just rolled out. I, I, think, I think it is a game-by-game game situation. Um, I think that you could see a... Uh, let's see, this this starts in Philadelphia, right? You get two 76ers blowouts or something like that, and then the market has over-adjusted, basically, for what we see of Game 3 back in Brooklyn, and then you can get a nice price on Brooklyn back home, something like that. That That's the only way I can make a case for Brooklyn, is I will take this game by game and maybe get a nice uh, a nice number on them at some point at home and actually make a bet. 
Yeah, you uh, you sparked my memory, and I have this somewhere. I always yeah. usually save it for after the second games of these series. Uh, but it's my favorite trend that actually does not work over the last three seasons, four seasons, which is team down to nothing going back home uh, <laughs> because everybody freaks out. That's first quarter, first half. Right. You've actually been extremely in the red over the last four seasons if you've been doing it, but you still see it pimped out there every time. So I, I thought, so look, I think this is a series which Philadelphia should take with some ease. Yes. I, I even think at minus 160 under on five and a half for the total games played is something to look at there because this should be a series in which they win in four and or five games. And keep in mind that Philly wants to win this in four or five games. James Harden's not fully healthy. Mm-hmm. He's got a sore Achilles that he's been dealing with for a while now. And the more time that Philly can get away, get away and get off and get ready for their next round series, which is going to be massive and which you would assume is going to be against uh, the Boston Celtics, like that's going to be a pretty big deal for Philly to get some extra time off. So the way I wanted to approach this was, okay, on a game-to-game basis, to your point, re-watching what Brooklyn did with this matchup, they're sending a lot of doubles at yep. Joel Embiid. Yep. And looking at Joel Embiid in terms of his assist prop on a game-to-game basis throughout this series is going to be something that I think is very much worth monitoring because there are a lot of posts and reposts kicking it back out to open shooters, a lot of doubles and skip passes from Embiid to open shooters. I think that is something you're going to look at because look at the center rotation for Brooklyn. It's Nick Claxton. It's Dayron Sharp. You're giving up a lot of inches and a lot of size yeah, to I'm, Joel Embiid, and that's the only thing they have to really throw at him. I mean, you're going to be able to put Nick Claxton on him occasionally in one-on-one scenarios, but I mean, that's the that's that's the that's the tail of the tape the tail of the tape thing, right? Where it's like, hey, their heights look about the same. JVT. Oh wait, Dude. one one guy's a hundred pounds heavier than the other. Right? Go, <laughs> if you go back and watch that game that I'm talking about on February 11th, like I think it's the first or second possession, Embiid gets the ball on the elbow and he's like, oh, it's Claxton, and rips right through, gets a free throw, yeah. like immediately just gets to get, gets to the free throw line. It's such a tough matchup. For yeah, Claxton, so I'm man. with you, especially with the rest of the bigs that they have. You're gonna see a lot of double teams thrown out, and then it's. Uh, I mean, as long as as long as the Sixers make their shots, right? And so it comes down to the Tobias Harris's and Tyrese Maxey's and all that. They got to make their shots. They're going to get their looks. I'm with you. I think this is a pretty, uh, pretty quick series that we see here, and um, going to start preparing for that next round pretty quickly for Philadelphia. I'm with you though. They would rather get it done quicker rather than later. Let those guys rest up a bit. I I think you threw out Harden. Embiid's been mentioning lingering in injury right. issues since before the All-Star break. I think it's never a bad thing to get him uh, a little rest here, especially since they probably played him played him more than they even needed to down the stretch because he's chasing MVP, let's be honest. The, the last player angle here before we get to the big Eastern Conference series that I'm really excited for, Mikhail Bridges has become like the guy for mm-hmm. Brooklyn since he has been traded. His usage rate went from 18.8% with Phoenix earlier this year to 28.8%. He's averaging 26.1 points on, I've got 18.6 field goal attempts per game. And this might sound counterintuitive, given how much he, how much more he has the ball and how much more he's scoring. But actually looking to bet Mikhail Bridges props under, oh, like on I, points. I agree. Because this is going to be the first time where Bridges is the focal point of a defensive game plan. And I think it's a really big difference when you're talking about, hey, regular season, we're just going to give you a lot more usage and a lot more shot attempts, and he's making the most of it. But when you're the guy and teams are scheming to take you out of games, that's a really big difference that I'm not sure Mikhail Bridges is going to be able to handle on a night-to-night basis when it comes to his offensive performance. Yeah, I will uh, – and I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't going to necessarily f- focus in on him on unders, but po- I think it's look elsewhere for overs on other guys. Yep. And, and – as I just kind of pulled up some of these uh, game logs and stuff for some of these guys, maybe the under on Mikhail Bridges is the way to go, and you've got it nailed down. But 
I think Spencer Dinwiddie and Cameron Johnson are two guys you can look at to go over on points. It's, I mean, it's just the let's play it through. The 76ers are going to try to take the ball out of the best guy, best player's hand on, on Brooklyn. That has been Mikhail Bridges since that trade has uh, occurred. So who are the other guys that can score on this team? Those are the first two guys you're going to look at is Dinwiddie and Cameron Johnson. The one the one I think I'll, I'll point out for look for maybe some value early on is Dinwiddie. His uh, his last games were not good. No. Two, two for 11 from the field, one for 10 from the field, 13 for 24, five for 13, three for nine, eight for 11, 0 for 11. My point is he's still getting shots up, though, and that's the biggest thing to handicap when you're handicapping these point props. And what you're going to see, because he hasn't scored a ton, is that point prop will be maybe a little lower than it should be in a matchup like this. That's maybe one I'll look to play over on here early. We go to the 4-5 matchup, Cleveland and New York. This actually opened minus 185 in terms of a series price. Yep. We're up to minus $2. Some spots open their series prices at minus 220 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, at the center of all of this, of course, is the status of Julius Randle. We don't know what Randle's is going, uh, status is going to be. He is out of the walking boot. He's going to be reevaluated before this series begins. Yet still, the market is slowly inching toward the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I have to say, Kelly, there's a twofold thing. One, Randle's very important to this. But do not forget that the Cavaliers are dealing with their own injuries. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen missed seven of the last 12 games of the regular season with what was reported as a groin injury and a recurrent soft tissue injury. It's not really something you want to go into the postseason with. And the other quiet one that a lot of people, it won't swing a serious price at all. Isaac Okoro missed the last five games for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Isaac Okoro, for those who don't know, is their primary wing defender who takes on some of their better offensive assignments of the opposition. Right. He was the primary defender for Jalen Brunson in their win in New York back at the end of January, where he held Brunson to 14 points on five of 16 shooting. And he's a much better corner three-point shooter than a Lamar Stevens. And if Stevens is out there in his place, they're playing off of him. They're helping. The spacing gets a lot worse. Okoro is a pretty big deal here if he's not going to be available and help. I think it's massive. As you and I have talked about on other, you know, on Hardwood Handicappers episodes before, this is the... I think the big difference in this series, and I do lean a little, a little bit towards Cleveland still, but the big difference in this series is the depth, right? There is more depth that the Knicks have to work with. There's not nearly as much on the Cleveland side for them to deal with. So any kind of injuries, any kind of concern to guys in the starting lineup is a significant problem. Uh, this is going to come down, uh, in my mind, JVT, to a lot of what can Darius Garland and Karis LeVert do on the offensive side of the ball because they're going to have to score. If you're going to be able to get that defensive presence from Mobley and Allen down low, you know what you're going to get out of Donovan Mitchell. Those other guys have to step up and be consistent throughout this series. I think they still will. I give the edge a little bit to, to the Cavs here a little bit. I bet on them to win in six and to win in seven um, at different prices. Let's see those numbers were. Plus 475 for them to win in six, plus 300 to win in seven. I do think they pull it off, but I think it's tight. I think it's tight. Yeah, I think playing this series over the games as well is another way to go. And this is all dependent on Randall, too. Randall provides a little bit of a different mismatch for him. You go back to one of their last games that he played when he was on the floor. Again, that was back in New York, Kelly. In the second half, because I think he had 17 points in the first half, in the second half, they actually put Jarrett Allen on him because Evan Mobley was having trouble and kept fouling him. But that changes everything, right? Because if Randall's available, but Mitchell Robinson, who didn't play in that game, is also available, you can't make that little switcheroo because all of a sudden, Evan Mobley's trying to keep Mitchell Robinson off the offensive glass. So, like, there's a lot of different things that come from Randall's availability that ties into what I'm going to do. If he's available at the start, I, I think playing this circumvent, like, in different ways to essentially say the Knicks are alive without betting them outright to win, this is going to be the way to go. Yeah, this is, a, uh, this is one where I expect him to miss a couple games, two or three games at a minimum. So that's why I'm betting it the way I'm betting it. 
If I was if I'm if I'm a Knicks backer though, you've got to wait for that information. Yep. Or if he's going to come back mid series, you wait for those first couple of games to play and maybe jump into the on the Knicks after that. Yep. And as far as bets are concerned here as well, Hawks plus five when it comes to the play. And for me, we also laid it with the Los Angeles Lakers before the Rudy Gobert news. And as you mentioned, with your playoff uh, prices and props, Kelly's got the Lakers as well with the Kings plus one and a half games in the way that he attacked those Cavaliers four two and four three series finals. We're here, buddy. Go. Finally starting. Playoffs. Make sure you check out our VSIN NBA playoff hub that's up on the website of vsin.com slash NBA and up on the homepage as well. Hardwood handicappers of the podcast too. Starting next week, those will come out every single day as you make through the journey that is the NBA postseason. Good luck, everybody. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.